0: Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 782. because we're getting into that time frame where we're just about a month out from the election. Can you believe it? Wow, this year has flown by in some ways and in some ways has really dragged on, like when we were locked down. But now we're in the final 30 something days of the pre-election countdown. So we're gonna talk about what one forecaster is saying about the market, and we're also going to review the spectacular performance that we've had the last six months. Did you know the S&P 500 is up 30% and NASDAQ is up 45% and they just had their best six months gains since 2009. That's pretty exciting and a good thing that we bought in March at the lows. So where are we going from here? We've talked about my October surprises. We've talked about the stimulus plan that we're still expecting to see, but what else is coming up? I liked this article from CNBC. It's written by Bob Pisani, and it says, Rocky October likely after volatile September as investor risks loom. Well, I'm gonna disagree with that headline a bit because I've already told you that while I think we're gonna have some rockiness in early October, I think after that we have a melt up coming, where people are going to be jumping into the market, covering any short positions that they had, getting long, meaning they're going to stop betting that the market's going down and start expecting the market to go up and needing to get in to get some of those awesome returns because a lot of people, professionals, hedge fund managers, etc., are behind the eight ball and haven't gotten the spectacular returns that some of us have gotten. So they're all gonna be very excited that the market's going up and they're not going to wanna to miss out on that performance. And therefore it's going to be a crazy, crazy melt up, blow off top, I think. So getting back to Bob's article, here's what he wrote. The October market story is really complicated. If you thought September was confusing, October is not likely to be any better and it could be significantly rockier. That's because the buckets that have moved markets on various days in the past few months are all potentially in play. Number one, elections. Uncertainty over whether there will be a winner on election night and President Donald Trump has signaled he may be open to challenging the results. Number two, stimulus. Can we get a last-ditch deal between Nancy Pelosi and Steven Mnuchin? The markets moved lower Wednesday when no deal was announced, so traders still care. Number three, Reopening. Better economic data this week, Consumer Confidence, Chicago Purchasing Manners Index, ADP payrolls, pending home sales, have to be balanced against an increasing sea of layoffs by Shell, Dow, Disney, Marathon, Petroleum. There will be more layoff announcements as earnings are announced. Number four, treatment slash vaccine. Will there be any phase three trial news on the vaccine? Number five, China trade war. Any retaliation by the Chinese is likely to fall on mega cap tech and semiconductor stocks that are market leaders. And number six, valuation. When Apple, the biggest stock in the U.S., moves in a better than 20% trading range in a month, you know traders are not sure what is going on. Valuations wax and wane depending on the reopening outlook and vaccine hopes, none of which will be resolved anytime soon. All right, I just wanna pause there and say, I do have a few differences of opinion. I do think we're going to get the stimulus. I think we're going to get it very soon. I do think that the China trade war that he mentioned is a very real reality. One of the things I was tweeting on my Twitter page is that China looks like it's going to bring some charges against Google. And I've already been reporting that the Department of Justice looks like it also wants to bring charges in the US against Google, Facebook. And so what if we have China and the US bringing charges against Google at almost the same time? That would be a very uncanny coincidence. The article goes on to say, all of this should be making traders nervous. With valuations high, there's an awful lot that can go wrong. But there is a surprising amount of optimism, at least among the professional trading community. Nearly every day we get economic news better than expected, and I still think that is what will win the day, said Jim Paulson, chief investment strategist at the Luthold Group. You have consumers buying. Housing and auto sales are strong. IPOs are coming back to life. What about a spike in infections? Paulson acknowledges there's concern that a spike could slow down fourth quarter growth, which is why he believes another stimulus package is important to keep the markets going. Aside from that, he offers a novel interpretation of how to look at a fourth quarter spike. The country will likely start focusing more on whether the death rate spikes than the infection rate. Most of the country is operating much more safely than a few months ago, both personally and on the corporate level. So I think infections still matter, but the death rate is what will matter far more. The next section is called healthy correction. More layoffs coming? It's not good, but look at the job growth. So far, there's probably less than 50,000 announced layoffs. Look at the ADP numbers, over 700,000 jobs. As for valuations, many traders feel the mid-September correction which saw the S&P 500 drop about 10% and 15-20% to declines in many mega-cap tech stocks, was just the tonic the market needed. A lot of the weak hands got shaken out during the correction in mid-September, said Alec Young, chief investment officer for Tactical Alpha. We are still 200 points below the old high in the S&P, he said. The market may need a while before it can make a new high, but there are more risks of being out of the market than being in. As long as we get a fiscal deal, the market will grind higher. One last positive note, as we enter earnings season, the early reports have been almost all positive and earnings have been slowly creeping up, not down. There are a lot of uncertainties, but there is so much going right. Analysts and companies are going to revise their estimates upwards, Paulson said. Wall Street is going to be revising up, not just its fourth quarter, but its 2021 numbers as well. End of article. Well, remember earlier in the year, we were talking about how the market was going to move up regardless of numbers, there were no numbers, there were no earnings. And I agree with Mr. Paulson that in the future, the numbers are going to be revised upward because we have real numbers now and we're in that space where we're getting the reckoning of valuation with where these numbers actually are where sales are where earnings are how are they actually doing compared to how they were doing at the beginning of the year how they were doing during the shutdown and what are their forecasts going forward these are important projections and not so easy to make because They're not sure about another round of the virus coming around. Of course, we have lockdowns in Australia and New Zealand, and our heart goes out to them. We have another round of lockdowns I'm hearing in Europe as they get the second round of coronavirus. So it's yet to be seen what happens here and how it comes back, how it spreads, whether the country shut down by state or if we have some other ways of working with the virus this time. But corporations are coming out with their best forecasts about what they think their companies are going to be able to do and how they're weathering through the pandemic. So while there are lots of unknowns, there are many companies that are doing extremely well. We know the large tech companies have in general done very well. And we also know that there's more help on the way for smaller businesses, airlines, travel companies, et cetera, in this next stimulus package. So those may roar forward more than the tech stocks do. Since the tech stocks have gotten a lot overvalued in many cases, even with this pullback, we're still seeing very, very top of the end valuations for tech. Now there's still some undervalued companies that have really missed this whole rally that may catch up. So the smaller company stocks in the Russell 2000, the airlines, restaurants, hotels, we may see a strong rebound in those areas. And in some cases, we've already seen that start. It's in the works. So while Bob Pisani is less optimistic for October than I am, i think once the stimulus package gets approved it'll be off to the races again and people will be jumping back into the market like crazy and again those that have missed out that hadn't gotten their returns are going to have to catch up and put some positive numbers on the board so they can end in positive territory for this year so we'll see how that goes but we're very close to just being days away from ending the correction that I had correctly predicted was coming. And so once we get through that, I think that we have a lot of good news ahead, a lot of positive surprises ahead, and a lot of things that are going to possibly drive the S&P to new all-time highs, maybe even just before the election. We'll see. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified of new podcasts as soon as they become available. And if you haven't signed up on my website for my email list, go to my website at lindapjones.com forward slash podcast. That's where my wealth building library of all of my podcasts are, where there's a search box and you can search for whatever topic you want. And while you're there, sign up for my email. It's a weekly email short and to the point with, financial tips, and a little bit different information than you get on the podcast. But if you like the podcast, I think you'll like my email tips too. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart.